Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, Isekai antics, unique utilization of basic abilities, perverted situations, weird storylines, and surprising plot elements. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 344. That time I got reincarnated as a slime review. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and bang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast that we've been doing for over 10 years. Hope you guys have been doing well. I've had an amazing weekend. I hope your Thanksgiving was well. Mine was relaxed and more importantly since it was my birthday weekend, I was able to just kind of chill out, have some fun. And just be cool. Greta got me one of the greatest birthday presents ever. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Criterion Collection of the Godzilla Showa era movies. Which, it's awesome. I can't wait to watch it. But first, I have to watch Star Wars. Because the new Star Wars is coming out. But, you're not here to listen to me talk about birthday gifts or Star Wars. You're here to listen to me talk about manga. And if you're joining us for the first time, you're kind of confused. What is Spark and what is this podcast about? Well, if you're joining us for the first time, Welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. What does that mean? That means that every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics, since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about mangas, and we tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, exciting, enlightening, and most importantly, entertaining. You can listen to any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakin, that's S-P-I-R-A-K-N.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and various other social media sites. Just type in Spirakin, I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. If you have any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirakin.com, or message me on Twitter at Spirakin. Or on Instagram. Follow us, join us, do all those other lovely things. Comment below, give us a thumbs up, do all the stuff that you are, depending on how you are absorbing our podcast. Now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, thank you guys for listening to this podcast, and I hope you guys are doing well. Like I said, things are chilled out and relaxed. I'm ready for this new month and all the new things that are coming out. And speaking of new things that are coming out, it's that time for the manga releases of the week. And I've got to say, yesterday we've got some insane mangas that came out. Some of them... Very intrigued with some of them, not so much. And the big ones that we have for this week are, you have Al Haru Ride Volume 8, the manga, Aferetta From Commonplace to World Strongest, the light novel, Volume 7, well, the manga, uh, you have Attack on Titan 29, Destiny Lovers Volume 1, Dragon Ball Super Volume 7, Food Wars, Sugeki no Soma Volume 33, Harukana Receive Volume 5, Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 1, LDK Volume 14, Magical Girl Psyops Asuka Volume 8, My Hero Academia Volume 22, One Piece the Omnibus Edition Volume 30. I'm surprised that you have Omnibus at this point for One Piece because it is such a long fucking series, but whatever. Yeah, One Punch! One Punch Man Volume 18, Our Dining Room the Manga, Our Dining Table the Manga, Our Dreams at Dusk. Shimanime Tasugara, Volume 4. You have Paradise Kiss being re-released. And this I'm actually really excited for because I've always thought Paradise Kiss was a very cool series. And if you've been listening to the podcast for more than five years, you know our original 
podcast commercial and our theme was the closing to paradise kiss so kind of cool actually it was the opening to paradise kiss a lonely girl but i digress you have penguin drum the manga volume one platinum end volume 10 plus size l volume four how far are they fucking gonna go with that stupid story i don't know but we'll see you have queen's quality volume eight Takan and Hana, Volume 12. We Never Learn, a.k.a. Bokuben, Volume 7. And then finally, you have Yona of the Dawn, Volume 21. Now, the big ones, like I said, I'm interested in are Penguin Drum, Paradise Kiss, Psyops Asuka, My Hero Academia, and, surprisingly, Destiny Lovers, because I'm kind of intrigued by that. I still haven't jumped on the Aphorata train. I love the anime. I've been trying to get a hold of the manga, but the light novel I still got to jump on. I had an opportunity to buy the entire first series at a discount manga booth for under $15, and I was stupid and didn't pick it up. I said, I'll wait till the next day, and it was sold out. I will not make the mistake again. If they have that at the discount manga booth, I'm buying all of it. All of it! Because I want to get that series, and I'm intrigued by it, but I don't want to pay $30 a volume. But, again, that's just me. I recommend buying it, definitely. So, uh... Those are the ones I'm interested in. The one that I'm surprised is still coming out, like I said. I really am surprised that we have Dragon Ball Super still coming out. Plus-sized Elf. And Attack on Titan 29. I think the series should have wrapped up by now. I think it did wrap up in... I'm not sure. But I think that's starting to... They start doing the omnibuses for Titan anyway. But anyway, I digress. What are you guys interested in? Let me know. Leave comments below on what series you find intriguing and what you're excited about. Or let me know what you actually bought and which ones you aren't invested in. Let me know. Zanspirekin.com, at Spirekin, or comment in the show notes below or on the YouTube video bottom. Now that that is out of the way, let's actually get to the actual reason why I do this podcast. Reviewing manga, and specifically the manga that I spun last episode using that one, that only... The Wheel of Manga. Now, what did I spin last week? Well, it is a manga based on a light novel and novel series written by author Fuse. This manga was illustrated by Taki Kawakami and published by Korancha on Korancha USA. It's a shonen series that originally ran in 2015, still coming out. There are 13 volumes. The original series, I believe, came out in 2013 to 2016. Then there's a light novel series, which has 15 volumes still coming out. I digress. There's an anime series, a spin-off series, which is a Senin series, and the demographic for this is Fantasy Isekai Shonen. And, well, the series has absurdly long amount of episodes. There's more than 30 episodes, 24 uh, episodes, 5 OVAs. It's still coming out. There's another season coming out. I digress. It's sold an absurd amount of volumes in print, also digitally. It's ranked 8th in 2017. Takara... Jimashi's annual light novel guide and in this year for the Crunchyroll Anime Awards the main character won the best protagonist of all time so this is a very popular series and the series I'm talking about is Tensei Shitara Shuraimu Dataken or That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime so as you guess this is an Izakai series hooray yes we've got another Izakai series and this one is a pretty standard plot. Our main character, whose name is Sotaru Mikami, is an office worker. He's 37, doesn't have a girlfriend, really hasn't had a real life. He's still a virgin, but he's doing good at his job. 
And one day, his younger Kohai, Tamaru, wants to meet him. And he's going to introduce him to his girlfriend, which is kind of weird. Well, it turns out it's actually his fiance. While this happens, a robber shows up, and Mikami surprises him with something very noble, and he pushes Tamaru out of the way and gets stabbed by this robber because he's a good person. He's kind of a dick, but he's a good person. Like, he knows that this guy, his Kohai, is showing him off, but he still does the right thing, and he still wants him to be good. And as he's dying, he realizes, hey, I'm bleeding. This is weird. It's People die from blood loss, right? This can't be good. And he hears a voice saying, confirmed, generating by that does not require blood. And then as he's watching Tomer crying, he's like, listen, he's thinking, Tomer, you can't show this in front of your fiance. You have to be stronger than that. But listen, I need you to do something for me. Tamra, if I die, get rid of my PC. Drop it into the bath with the power on. Make sure all the data is completely destroyed. And it makes you really wonder what the hell was on the computer. Was it documents that he was stealing money? Was it porn? What? We don't know. But as he's saying this, his Kohai Tamra is crying and he's like, and he admits that he's like, the only reason I brought out Sawatari was so I could brag about our relationship to you. And of course, Mikami says, I, I knew that was the case, but you're off the hook as long as you make her happy and you take care of my PC. And as he's dying, he's like, this is crap. This sucks. I had a totally boring life. I graduated college. I worked at a major company. And now I'm a 37-year-old bachelor. Uh, and I lived a free, unencumbered life, not following my limbs, and I'm still a virgin. And... He's like, this sucks. I wish I could have done something. And, you know, my next life, I promise I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to devour all the ladies. Consensually, of course. But I'm going to devour them all. And then he hears that voice again saying, Confirmed. Acquisition of unique skill. Devour. Successful. And he's still thinking. He's like, there's a legend that if you're a 37-year-old virgin, you could become a sage. But, and if I had lasted to 40, I might have become a great sage. Confirmed, extra skill, great sage acquired. And he's like, wait, and he's hearing this thing, and he's here successful. Extra skill, sage upgraded to unique skill, great sage. And he's like, that sounds kind of neat. Wait, what is this voice? Why am I hearing a voice? This isn't funny. Well, this is rude. I mean, I'm dying. I don't need to hear a weird voice, but it doesn't feel lonely at all. It's so dark. And then he wakes up, and he's confused. He's like, what, what, what happened? Where am I? Why is it so dark? I remember saving Tamara, and then, am I okay? Did I pull through? Am I in a hospital bed? Why can't I see anything or hear anything? I can't feel anything. I can't feel a call button. I just, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, did I get, was I, am I paralyzed? And he doesn't know, and he starts moving, and he's like, wait, I can move and I feel stuff, but what's this underneath my stomach? It feels like grass. I can't see, I can't smell. Maybe I could taste it. I'll try eating it. Wait, I don't have a mouth. What's going on? And as he feels it, he feels this plant dissolve inside of him. And he realizes, wait a minute, I'm not human anymore. What the hell? Uh, wait, you know what? I'll stay calm. Uh, I'll just figure out what's going on. And I could kind of see a little bit if I, if I move around. So he kind of figures out that he can m move by like just kind of feeling, sort of. And he... Figures out that he's no longer human, that he's actually a slime. It's like, damn, I guess I did die from that stabbing. But you know what? I'm going to look around and do stuff. And it takes him a while to get accustomed to being a slime. Like, he spends most of the time just walking around d dissolving stuff. 
He doesn't feel hot. He doesn't feel cold. If he gets hurt, he heals. He heals himself up. And he doesn't need sleep or food. But he's just kind of bored. And he's lonely. And he ends up saying, where's all this food going? Because I've been eating all these plants, but nothing's happening. So where's it going? And he hears a voice saying, answer. It's stored in the stomach of your unique ability, devour. He's like, wait, 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 what? Currently using less than 1% of full capacity. He's like, wait, what is this? He's like, this is the effect of the unique skill, Great Sage. Your powers are stabilized, making it possible for me to respond promptly. Pretty much, Great Sage tells him stuff. It makes him very intelligent, and it's almost like a sidekick that will inform him of everything that's going on. And it ends up telling him, okay, a skill is an ability that can be acquired through recognition form. And so he has these two skills, Devour and Great Sage, and he discovers that he could do things with his abilities. And at one point, he ends up falling into water. He realizes, oh god, I'm going to drown. What am I going to do? Great Sage, what can I do? Is this going to hurt? And he's like, no. A slime's body doesn't require oxygen. You don't need to breathe. And I don't feel any pain. And he figures out that he could use the Great Devour ability to create jet propulsion. He sucks in water and then spits it out. And he ends up using this ability, Devour, to copy various things. And doing these really inventive stuff. Also because of all the plants he's been eating, he ends up creating... He's able to create his own potions... And he's pretty badass, but he still can't see, kill, still can't do anything until he hears a voice in his head that says, Can you hear me, little one? He's like, Wait, what? What's going on? Why are you bothering me? This is frustrating. I can't talk. And he insults this guy, says, You're a stupid asshole. He's like, Wait, wait, you call me an asshole? I guess you have a death wish. And he's like, Uh, I, I can't see you. I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I don't know how to speak or whatnot. And this being says, you know what? We can have a conversation in your mind, but you not being able to see, that's not good. So I could teach you how to see, but you got to promise me something. When you see me, you can't panic. He's like, okay. And he's like, there's a skill called magic sense. It allows you to detect magicules in your surrounding. And the sage explains that magicules are essentially the force. They're encompassing everything and they give lots of power and magic and it just it uses magicals to things with more magical or more magical and so on and so forth it's the force essentially it's there's it's within everything it binds us together and splits us so he gets the ability to see by sensing movement of magicals and this lets him see and hear and he ends up using it and it turns out the person that he insulted is a great dragon and he's in a cavern. He's like, oh shit. Turns out that this dragon is Veldora, the storm dragon. One of the great dragons in this world. And he promised him not to, to panic. So eventually they become kind of friends. And he explains he was reincarnated in this world, but he doesn't know anything. He has one friend who's this dragon, but he doesn't know what to do. After talking with Veldora for a bit, they become friends. And he eventually decides he's going to go out into the other world. But before that... He makes a pact and promise to Veldora that he's going to release him one day. But in order to do that, they have to rename each other. Because in this world, names mean something. So, Veldora ends up renaming the nameless slime as Rimuru Tempest. While now the now named Rimuru names the dragon Tempest. Because Tempest, Typhoon, powerful, he's a storm dragon. Awesome. And then he absorbs him with Devour. And now, 
he has all the powers of his new BFF, Tempest. But because he absorbed Tempest, this has caused repercussions because suddenly one of the great demons of the world, the dragons of the world, has disappeared. His power is gone, so a lot of calamity in this world is going on now because there's a power void. And who is going to fill up this power void? Well, you guessed it, Rimuru. So Rimuru leaves this cavern where he met the dragon and he ends up stumbling across a very weak goblin village that needs help. They're being harassed by dire wolves. And after Rimuru saves the day, they end up making him their chief, their leader. And he ends up adopting the dire wolves into this group and he decides i'm going to create a village where all the creatures will be friends and they will not bother humans because he doesn't want them to do that and also because he wants to find a human and he's a little pervy now the cool thing is that as he names the various characters like he the, the goblins don't have any names except for one of them who is like the the town hero who ended up dying but he ends up naming the chief of the village rigard after his son and then it's the son, Rigor. And as he names him, he passes out because he uses too much of his power. And he wakes up. Rigor was this old, wizened, old man goblin. Now, he's a huge, muscular, buff hobgoblin. So when you name things, like I said earlier, it gives power. It bestows abilities upon you, depending on how strong your, your benefactor was. Since Rumor was named by Tempest, the Storm Dragon, he is super powerful. He is, like, level a thousand at this point. And now he can bestow his ability and his gifts upon other people. Like, the Dire Wolves leader's son, who's now his friend, he named Ranga. And because of this, he turned from a Dire Wolf into a Tempest Storm Wolf. With a horn, which is pretty badass. And from here, it's him creating his village with various degrees of success and insanity. Meanwhile, trying to find, one, cute girls to hang out with, and two, just trying to survive in this world and meet other humans. Maybe find another human who's been reincarnated. Will he do it? Will he find it? Well, you have to read the light novel or the manga or watch the anime to see what happens. Now, the art style is a little different. It's Written differently than the light novel and the anime series, it's the order is a little different, and I like that each version is its own unique interpretation of the events that occurred in this series. Now, I enjoy the manga interpretation's design and how it flows. It's got a unique pace onto itself, and I like how the characters are designed. I do enjoy that Rimuru still has that weird, cute look about him, and I like that at one point... He's talking to his new uh, goblin village, and he has an old man mustache. And it shows him having, like, a slime with an old man mustache. And they don't get the joke, but it's like he's being, like, a, a kite show, the chief of the office. And I like that it does that. And there are a lot of little sight gags like that. But the overarching plot is unique, especially because your main character is one of the weakest characters in most RPG series due to Dragon Quest's incorporation of the slime. Because ever since the slime was introduced in Dragon Quest, people have considered them to be very weak characters, and this makes them more badass and interesting. I gotta say, if I was playing a D&D campaign, I actually might want to play a slime if they had Rimuru's abilities. I totally would. However, now a couple of the negative parts about, like, there's so much about this series which is too much... 
the first volume has several chapters of the light novel in the back of it, which I do like, but I would prefer them to be separate. Like, give us, like, a little two pages, not an entire couple of chapters of the light novel. I, if I want to buy a light novel, I would have bought the light novel, but I bought the manga. Another, not disadvantage, but thing which deters from its overall rating, I've got to say, is that it ends at a weird point for the first volume. It ends when they've introduced another city, City of Dwarves, and some of the insanity with that going on. And I feel that you could have finished that arc and then gone to the next volume, but that's how I feel about a lot of series. Sometimes the first volumes are not as long as I want them to be. I've been kind of spoiled with things like how the new release of Kaiji is three... It's an omnibus. It's three volumes in one, three Tonkabons in one. And I like that length. I'd rather that than just having, oh, it's going to kind of be like a half a story and then there's more going on. But that's how a lot of manga are. i got to get used to that. The final, I don't want to say negative, but the thing which is going to drop the rating is the fact that I like Rimuru. He's a fun character. He's intriguing, engaging. But like a lot of other Izakai series, he is super overpowered. He's way too overpowered. He's playing the game on easy mode. And because of that, I don't think there's going to be a something that's going to, you know, like a shonen level of he's going to have to overcome it after he loses. I don't think he can lose. I don't think there is any way that he's going to stop or lose or be defeated. I think he's just going to keep going on and on forever and ever unless something happens. And I don't see how the how he's going to deal with negative situations. I don't think there is. I just think it's going to be him just tropping and doing amazing and that happening. The background characters are going to be more interesting. And so far, I like Ranga. I love Gobuta, who is the goblin raider leader, who's an idiot, who spends half the time in the dwarven city in prison, wrapped up while Rimuru is gallivanting around the city because Rimuru forgot about him. So he's kind of locked up and he figures out how to summon wolves to him which is that's really cool and i love the dwarf architects so i think the the side characters are going to be more interesting and rimuru is going to lose that and for that reason i have to lower my rating a little bit because i want to give this a bar from a friend but it's a gift from your crazy aunt muriel it's okay but forgettable it's decent it's fun i do enjoy it i love the anime series i love this manga it's just that compared to so many other unique series, this one, it's two by the numbers. I l enjoy the fact that they're taking Slimes, a character race, which in Dragon Quest, which is the first time a lot of Western audiences heard about them, thought was a weak creature, and it's made it really awesome. Makes me want to play one in a future RPG, but it... I think it plays it too safe. I want to see a little more. Maybe later on in the series, it does up the stakes. But for right now, I think the series is a bar from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. I am going to read the light novel and add it to our bookshelf review. When I do that, I'll compare it and I'll see where we go. Maybe we'll enjoy it a little more, maybe less. I don't know. If you disagree with me, email me, zanspirekin.com, or leave a comment in the show notes or... In the comment section below also like this video if you're watching on youtube and with that in mind let's get to the part you've all been waiting for and what am i talking about i'm talking about that one that only 
Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except I'll substitute. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So when I spin it, whatever number it lands on, that manga that's connected to that number is the one I'm going to review in the next episode. And I've got to say, we've got some good titles on here, and two of them which I definitely know that Greta wants to review with me. So let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode. Number five. So, in the next episode of the Spiker Manga Review, I'm reviewing a manga. Oh. About a girl who guys are after because she has red hair. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Snow White with the red hair. Should be fun. So, we're going to see how that is in the next episode. Hope you guys have had fun. Guys, keep listening. I love doing this podcast, and I love the fact that you guys are still listening. So, that in mind, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. Let's go.